The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Hendra. And this is the final edition Radio Hour. Tony, welcome back to the show. Thanks, and you too, Jeffers. Welcome back to the show. Why, thank you. And we might as well welcome back our dedicated listeners. Welcome back to the show, Patty and George. Yes, Patty and George. That's it. Well, it was just George for a while, so our numbers have doubled. Whoopee! Well, yes, we are back. After a summer away doing important things. Luckily, nothing interesting happened all summer. Not like the Olympics or global warming or, you know, Donald Trump opening the seventh seal. Oh, poppycock. Those are just the latest signposts on our descent into madness. No, what we did this summer actually has meaning and longevity and dirty words. Really? What was that? Our album, Jeff, the final edition, in partnership with the great National Lampoon, has just released Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? What? That was today? Oh, shit. Jesus, Jeff. Of course. I mean, come on, this is the Lampoon's first original album in 35 years, and the final edition's most focused effort to take apart the hypocrisies and sensitivities of the modern world. Like with that bit we do about Kim Kardashian's ass. Yes, we do it ironically, Jeff. We do it with cultural irony. Well, true, but at least we do it without a trigger warning. We certainly do. The whole thing takes on trigger warnings and safe spaces and microaggressions and all that nonsense. We kind of like the University of Chicago. With a slightly smaller endowment. But people can help us with that, right? Our, our listeners, like Patty and George, they can buy Are There Any Triggers here tonight on iTunes, CD Baby, and TheFinalEdition.com. As they should. And also, we hope they will buy, listen, rate, review, and share the watchwords of the internet. Well, that does seem like a good use of our summer. That and the three-part series on the Supreme Court we're releasing later this month. Shh, shh, stop! too much. Let's just get on with the show. What show? The final edition Edition Radio Radio Hour. Good morning, heroes, and welcome to Faither Size. Today, I'm going to work your ass to shape your ass so you can get out there and kick some ass. Yes! Okay, sugar bears, let's get sweaty and get tight. Yes! Uh Oh, yeah! It's all about the glutes. We're going to squat, then stand, then kneel, then stand, then kneel, then stand, all class long. Get the music ready. Here we go. All I need from you is blind allegiance, unquestioned loyalty, and violent self-righteousness. Hit it! And up. And down. And up. And down. Up. Down. Get up, you communists! And down, you dirty heathens! And up, and down. As recent polls have suggested that GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump may lose to Hillary Clinton in the general election, many have speculated what will be the next move for the billionaire real estate mogul should he lose. Well, it turns out that Mr. Trump himself has been preparing for a possible loss this year and has attempted to lay out potential opportunities. 
including auditioning for the long-running TV comedy show Saturday Night Live. We here at the final edition have procured exclusive audio of Mr. Trump's audition at the famed 30 Rockefeller home of SNL. Here it is. Hey, I'm outstanding at sketch comedy. I'm going to be the best SNL cast member of all time, okay? You want some impressions? Here are some impressions. My first impression is Hillary Clinton. Hey, everyone. I'm Hillary Clinton, better known as Crooked Hillary. You see... I'm the best at playing Hillary Clinton, okay? Pathetic Kate McKinnon is just not believable. Sad. Here's another impression. Jay-Z. Hey, I'm Jay-Z. I have a lot of money. See that? I understand better than anyone how to play Jay-Z because I also have a lot of money, okay? You think loser Jay Farrow would understand? Of course not. That's why you fired him, right? Sad. I can also do the weekend update desk. Here's a fantastic joke. President Crooked Hillary flew to Israel this week in Air Force One. Donald Trump was quoted as saying, Air Force One, more like number two if you catch what I mean. Okay, you see, I'm the greatest at being witty, yet topical at the same time. You really want to settle for overrated clown Colin Jost and that black dummy? Please. I would thank you for your time, but really, you should be thanking me for my amazing comedy. Okay? Regardless of the outcome at the ballot box in November, it's fairly certain that Donald Trump will be appearing in the next season of either SNL, Dancing with the Stars, or CNBC's American Greed. Okay, guys. People are about to break for lunch. If we want our message to be heard, now's the time. You have your signs? Yep. yep. Got them. Cool. Here they come. Follow my lead. No more senseless violence! Only sensible violence! Protect sensible violence! Wait, what did you just say? Protect sensible violence. That's not why we're here. But you said, no more senseless violence! Exactly! Well, if something isn't senseless, it's sensible, right? Yeah, okay, that is true, but... I think I know what you're getting at. Thank you, Roger. It's not about violence that is senseless or sensible. You just want violence that makes sense. What would violence that makes sense? You know, I don't want to know. <sighs> Maybe I wasn't specific enough. How about no more violent shootings? Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Stop the violent shootings. Only peaceful shootings. Whoa, 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 guys. We're against shootings. All shootings. All of them. Shootings are bad. Sorry, I, I didn't read the whole Facebook post. I just saw that a lot of my friends had liked it. This girl I'm into gave it that heart icon. Thought she'd be here. Yeah, there were like 400 people who liked the post. Yeah, they're not here. They're so against people dying that they'll give a whole click in support. Oh, so no death. That's our thing. Yes, no death. That's our thing. I can get behind that. Great. We're never gonna die. We're gonna live forever. Guys, everyone's gonna die! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where did that come from? Yeah, this protest really took a negative turn. Hey! Defend sensible violence is trending! Awesome! No, not... And hashtag peaceful shootings, and hashtag gentle, and hashtag gentle violence. Why would you post that? Um, it's trending. I've never been happier that I don't own a gun.
Well, thanks for coming in today. We're all really impressed with your background. Thanks. I've never interviewed at a tech company where people are openly huffing paint fumes in the break room. Yeah, we like to have fun. So, let's look at your stuff. Is that my resume? No, your Facebook page. My Facebook page? Why do you need my Facebook for a job interview? Let's see. It says you like Tom Waits. Yeah, is that okay? I don't know who that is. Ah, but we're curious about this. A friend of yours posted that a grocery near his house had gone out of business and was replaced by a fertility clinic. Yes. And you said, quote, pick up a dozen eggs. Yes. Well, why would you say that? He just said it wasn't a grocery anymore, so no eggs. Well, it was it was a joke. It's a fertility clinic, so you can get eggs. Yeah, yeah, but, but it says there's no grocery, so you can't get eggs. You know, we value listening skills in this company. I understand, but... I, I myself am an excellent listener. I have understood everything you've said. See, it's a fertility clinic, so they might have ova, which are like eggs for humans. Humans don't lay eggs. No, but the way it works... Uh, okay, when a man likes a lady very much... Another post, your friend said a Mexican restaurant named their refried beans after Bernie Sanders. Yes. They're called Beanie Sanders. Yes. And you suggested naming their chili relleno after Hillary Clinton. Yes. And call them Hillaryanos. Yes. Isn't that racist? No. Are you sure? It seems at least racial. It's not racist. It's just, it's a pun. Did, did it occur to you some people might not tolerate puns about Mexican chili and cheese? Like who? The lactose intolerant. Did, is that a joke? Let's look at your MySpace page. My MySpace? That was nine years ago. This picture, what are you doing hanging around with these high school students? I was in high school. Well, if you were in high school, what's this picture of you drinking a beer? That's that's kind of poor judgment. It was nine years ago. Uh, so which is it? Were you in high school or was it nine years ago? What? Oh, and your comment history on YouTube. What? I don't even comment under my own name. How did you find this? You spend a lot of time on the Hydraulic Press channel suggesting things to crush with a hydraulic press. Look, here is my resume. Here are my work samples. Here are letters of reference. Can we just focus on that? For God's sake, I need boundaries. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I should have known you need boundaries. You said that on Match.com. What? Hey, did you pose as Green Eyed Guy 26? So that's all the questions I have for you. Do you have any questions for me about our company? No. Actually, yeah. Why does your company have an account with fetishlife.com? Oh, we're into some stuff. If you knew Susie like I know Susie, oh, 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 what a girl. There's none so classy as this fair if you're looking for an experienced heart surgeon, you have a lot of people to choose from. But they all have one thing in common. Virtually every experienced heart surgeon has lost a patient. All experienced heart doctors literally have blood on their hands. That's why you should come to me, Dr. Larry Merkin. I have no experience at all. No patient of mine has ever died or lived. A perfect record. 
Call 555-1212 and ask information for the phone number for Larry Merkin. Larry Merkin is not accredited by the American Medical Association. This is the same Larry Merkin who ran for Senate, President, and Attorney General as a Washington outsider, even though you can't actually run for Attorney General. So let me do your heart operation. When I tell you this has never happened before, I'll mean it. The Final Edition Radio Hour will be right back. Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. After the Hillary email leaks, security breaches have been going out left and right. We go now live to a press conference where a man is coming in via satellite, claiming that he has secret Snapchats of major celebrities. He is holding said press conference to discuss, quote, his demands. I will release the tapes if my demands are not met. And I have things. I have great things. Uh, Andy McDonald, New York Times. Look, it's Snapchat. How bad could it be? How bad? What about my Snapchat sex tape with Nicki Minaj? Check out what I'm working with, Nicki Minaj. Really? 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 Mike Terrence, Daily Mail. Look, how are we supposed to know if this is just an empty threat? That could have been faked. Could it be fake? Maybe. But I for one think this is an actual Snapchat from Miley Cyrus. Y'all, I've been barbecuing for like, like 20 hours. I don't think I can light this barbecue. Guys, I... I lit my eyebrows on fire. Harvey Feierstein, not a reporter, just curious. How are you sure you aren't being tracked by the police now? They could be right outside your door. Cybercrime is up, gentlemen and ladies. Hackers rule the planet with an iron fist. How else could I obtain this? A Snapchat of Katie Holmes reliving her favorite moments on the creek. Dawson, I... I'll probably be stupid enough to wait forever. On my own... Pretending you're subscribing. Or this, Sofia Vergara getting into a fist fight at McDonald's. You don't think I care about fashion? I name my child Manolo. That's more than I can say for your shirt that makes it look like you play football for American Eagle. Or Jennifer Aniston making a smoothie. Well, first you add the ice, honey. Then, well, I do bananas, but, you know, to each their own. They'll never catch me. And my program's always running. Combing the internet, gathering more and more private Snapchats. Ooh, look, Emma Stone. They wonder where I am when I'm not shooting. Tell them I'm here, busting open crimes. I'm Emma Stone, bitch. Wait, wait, that's my door. Emma Stone, don't come in here. No, no, I'm Emma Stone, bitch. Well, I know what'll be my Snapchat daily replay. Oh, no, wait, that cat video. Well, maybe they'll do it again. Hey, consumers of content, do you own a TV? Do you still pay for cable service? If so, you won't want to miss this. Time Warner Cable has this really cool thing going on. Just call them about a problem you're having, and you'll get to talk to a representative of theirs for an hour and a half. But that's not all. The fun's just getting started. Your chatty representative will transfer you to another representative. Sure, that conversation only lasts... 45 minutes, but this guy will tell you all the correct stuff that the first person got wrong. And before you get off the phone, he'll tell you that you can go online in 48 hours to confirm that he's made the changes you two talked about. But when you do go online, the changes won't have been made. Surprise! The adventure continues. 
Now you get to go online and ask a virtual assistant a question that will totally stump her. Ha! And she'll refer you to a real assistant, most likely in India, that you could chat with online. And this person will actually solve your problem. Sorry, I didn't mean she'd solve your problem. She won't. But she'll follow through on the promises the first two people made. You'll still have the problem you initially called about, but now you don't mind so much because this psychological fuckery is way more engaging than watching TV. It's interactive. It's this kind of innovative entertainment that keeps customers subscribing to TWC instead of switching to things like Netflix or Hulu because who wants quality content at affordable prices when you can have an emotional experience in real life? Sarah, what a marvelous dinner. I think you really impressed the senator. What's your secret? It just takes a touch of elegance, and I can achieve that easily with Tiffany's new fancy spork. Fancy spork, you say? Made of brushed tungsten steel, fancy spork has been weighted for perfect balance. More than a century ago, Charles Tiffany introduced the four-pronged Tiffany fancy spork, which spears and scoops with precision and grace unmatched by forks nor spoons. Capturing a brilliance and romance that has never been equaled, it sparkles across a crowded room. The Tiffany spork is the spork of sporks, sought the world over by discerning diners the world over. Here is a spork that is truly worthy of your awe. Or your slaw. <laughs> Careful, Thurston. That's your dessert spork, not your salad spork. My, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thurston, it was embarrassing. And in front of all my friends, too. <laughs> That's the problem, Sarah. They're your friends. None of my friends ever get invited to our dinner parties. <laughs> oh, really? Which one of your friends should I have invited? Gary? Maybe he could have brought a bottle of off-brand tequila. At least he likes to have fun. Not just throw the same fucking party with the same fucking spinach dip every week. You think I want to make this bourgeois bullshit? Oh, here we go. No, please, Sarah. Tell me again how you're so put upon, because it's a really attractive look on you. Oh, go tell it to your tennis instructor, Mandy, with an eye. Damn it, Sarah. I'm done. <laughs> no more snappy comebacks, so the fight's over. You're no kind of man, Thurston. Fancy Spork by Tiffany. Available in the Spork Isle. Welcome to Hollywood's longest-running game show, Are They Being Ironic? The show where hip young people utter something naive or objectionable, and our contestant tries to figure out if they could possibly be serious. Our contestant tonight just arrived from the Midwest and has no clue what's going on. Please welcome Brian Wesolowski. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, those nice Midwestern manners. How do you like Hollywood so far, Brian? Oh, it's great. Uh-huh. Everybody's so positive yeah. about everything and sure. supportive. And yeah. It sounds like everybody has a major TV deal. Uh-huh. And they're always coming and going from auditions. And they probably live in big houses in the hill and not a little studio apartment yeah, sure. like mine. No. And producers are always calling them. And... Oh, my God. You have no idea. Okay. Let's just play. Here's your first clip. 
This was recorded yesterday. Listen carefully. People always have the wrong impression. Scientology isn't a cult. Seriously, I am not a cult member. And all those Scientology buildings around town, they're not just empty. They're... they're doing stuff in there. Okay, Brian, you have ten seconds. Was she being ironic? Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Where was this recorded? At the corner of Sunset Boulevard and L. Ron Hubbard Way. Oh, she meant it. That is correct. Wow, and you only just got here. Okay, round two. Things get a little harder. This was recorded at the Warner Brothers production lot on a Tuesday just after lunch. Listen carefully. Uh, yeah, bro, I could see going forward on that concept. You just got to adapt it to like a comic book franchise, man. You don't own any rights to say, I don't know, Beetle Bailey. Okay, Brian, was he being ironic? No way. That's so exciting. That guy's getting a production deal. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. That quote-unquote producer is not moving ahead with that project at all. Nor does he even have the power to actually produce anything. So why is he wasting that guy's time? And on to round three. Things get even harder here, Brian. Listen carefully. Maybe we had sex and didn't know it? But, you know, that's just my Pisces rising. Brian, was that ironic? I want to say... He doesn't even know anymore? Good work, Brian. Really tough question. Okay, you've got two correct. You need at least three to win. Are you ready? I was born ready. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Brian, listen carefully. Of course you didn't get the call back. You're the wrong type for an action movie. And the Jews run everything. All right, Brian. Is she racist, or is she making fun of racists? Oh, that's not ironic. She meant it. Correct. And that was a hard one. How did you know? (laughs) Because it's true. I mean, we even know that in Wisconsin. Also, you know those steel doors and sidewalks? Jews hide there and kidnap blonde girls off the street. Okay, that's our time. Come back tomorrow. You won't believe what people really think on... Are They Being Ironic? What's for dinner tonight? I'm making Shad Row. Aw, Mom, not Shad Row again. Well, what do you want for dinner, Billy? Duck a l'orange! Oh, Billy, I don't have any idea where to buy duck. Did somebody say orange duck? Quackers? Yes, it's me, Quackers the Duck. Does your family crave the cooked comfort of a roasted duck? Do we? But Mom just doesn't know where to get one. You can't buy real duck anywhere, Quackers. Gee, Billy, sometimes parents don't know anything, huh? If you want fresh duck, just go to... That place in Chinatown with ducks hanging in the window. Because if nothing else, you know they sell ducks. Thanks, Quackers. Now I'm getting out of here before dinner time. That place in Chinatown with ducks hanging in the window is a registered entity of the Woshing Wo Triad. Asking too many questions at that place in Chinatown with ducks hanging in the window may result in having your thumbs cut off. The Woshing Wo Triad is a wholly owned subsidiary of Apple Inc. Apple, think different. That place in Chinatown with ducks hanging in the window. Look for the ducks in the window aisle. We will be back right after this. Thank you so much.
Hi, welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour and Segment C, our regular comedy, comment and critique corner. My guest today is Jeff Chrysler, co-producer of a new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon. Are there any triggers here tonight? Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. Even though you are not here, but 70-odd miles away. You know, folks, although Jeff and I have co-produced almost 200 episodes of the Final Edition Radio Hour over the last four years, thanks to the miracle of the internet and remote collaboration, we've never actually laid eyes on each other. I think it's better that way. Don't you, Jeff? Well, yes. I mean, in the future, everyone will have 15 minutes of not seeing each other. Yes, indeed. So, Jeff, tell us, um, how did Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight come about? What are you talking about, Tony? You were on the group email. Yes, I know how it came about, but they don't. Our listeners? Oh, right. I forget about the listeners sometimes, because they never write, they never call, they never rate, review, or share our stuff. Anyway, basically, it's a lot of math. See, we pretty much make an album every week with these shows, but I'd say 99% of our stuff is, is kind of crap. Rate, review, and share. So if there's just 1% of 200 shows, that's about two shows. So we took that gold and said, let's sell it. What? what? That, that's, that's not... What are, you, what are you talking about? Okay, fine, fine. Most of our stuff is great. In fact, all of our stuff is great. In fact, we decided to do an album, and we actually had too much good material. Then, if you remember, you and I started focusing on this ongoing commentary about safe spaces and trigger warnings and how comedy can't offend anyone, and there was a Charlie Hebdo incident and protests, and we just looked at everything happening in the world and in comedy, and we found our voice. We found what this album could be about. Our setups, our bits, the continuity, the whole thing sort of came together from that, and it is what it is. Well, I think that's a magnificent statement of what Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight um, stands for and contains. So why don't we get down to brass tacks, as it were. What would you say are your favorites, your personal favorites on the album from the final edition of the National Lampoon? The album being Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? The title is indeed Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight, yes. The, the album that's available on CD Baby iTunes and the final edition.com. That very one. Uh, I happen to love... The Isis is not gay sketch. Okay, well, let's listen to Isis is not gay. Hello, we are the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Some people call us ISIS. But you shouldn't. You should call us the Islamic State because we are all Muslims from now on. Don't look at those other Muslims. And whatever you do, don't call us ISIS. And don't call us gay. We are not gay. We are proud kings of the entire Muslim world, no matter what the entire Muslim world says. We are every Muslim united against the United States. Except right now, we are all Muslims united against other Muslims. But forget those other Muslims. Especially the women. Yeah. Just call us the entire Islamic State. And don't call us the Islamic State of Abu and Rahman. We are more than just two guys. Two guys who hang out with each other and hate women and are not gay. Don't call us gay. Do not call us the gay Islamic state of two gay guys having the gay sex. What we do is not sex. It is training. Innocent, naked training. So, to summarize, we are all Muslims, so do not believe all those other Muslims who say we are not. And we are not repressed gay men who are cutting off the heads instead of masturbating each other. Though we are also masturbating each other. It is training. <laughs> So, Jeff, what actually appeals to you about this, uh, other than the fact that it might get you killed? That is one of the appealing things about it, to be honest. I think it's fantastic to poke a stick directly in the eye of the most vile of anti-satire organizations out there. And the only way to deal with them is satirically, don't you think? I believe so, because, you know, laughing at people is, as we've discussed in many others, the best way to bring them down. And it certainly worked for Charlie Hebdo. 
So what else do you like on the album? Uh, I like the piece that's uh, sort of about American ISIS, the New York Police Department. So we're saying that the New York Police Department is similar to ISIS? Well, I would say it's not really, but it seemed like a nice you know, way but to tie it But is that because they're not gay or...? It's because they have a certain strict set of standards by which they expect other people to behave in relation to themselves. I can't disagree with that. Let's take a listen to the PSA for the NYPD. This is a public service announcement from the New York City Police Department. Nationwide, young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. Yet, despite this grave danger, people still risk publicly pointing out that young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. This is just the kind of thing that gets young black men killed during police stops. If you are tempted to criticize police for stop-and-frisk policies, shooting unarmed civilians, and arrest quotas that many people say exist despite overwhelming evidence that they exist, please remember, most police officers are good at their jobs. But the New York City Police Union representative, Pat Lynch, is basically a child. So, when you're on the road, or at a protest rally, or just sitting around at home where you don't think anyone can hear you, please resist the urge to criticize police. Remember, one critical remark can change your life. And that's all it's going to change. Well, I think I've already got a pretty good idea of your opinion of the NYPD, Jeff. So let's just go right along to um, your third and last favorite piece from the uh, album, Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? Well, keeping everything in the same sort of vein, like a thematic thing, you've got ISIS, you've got gay sex, you've got American authority and security. I happen to love the piece we did after the CIA admitted that they forced anal feedings in order to get information from people that were starving themselves, and it was called Shea Rectal. Shea Rectal, yes. Um, you do seem to have a sort of focus here on gayness. Authority and butts. I like authority butts, and I cannot lie. I see. Well, well, okay, very well. Then let's listen to and lap up, as it were, Shea Rectal. Oh, this does look like a fancy restaurant. How did you hear about it? It's the restaurant that the CIA opened to prove that their practice of forced rectal feeding was not torture. So, all the food goes up your butt? Come on, just try it. The website I saw gave it two thumbs up. Way up. My friend ate here. Well, technically, he didn't eat. Did he recommend anything? Yes, stay away from the swordfish. Ah, here we go. Welcome to Shea Rectal. Do you have a reservation? Uh, no, we don't. No problem. We can squeeze you in. It's what we do. <laughs> ah, table for two right over here. Please sit down while you still can. Ah, 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 oh. <laughs> um, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Honey, I'm sure they've heard it all. We don't mind. If our customers can take it, so can we. The wine list is there on the back page of your menu, under rectal hydration. Honey, white or red? Oh, it all comes out red. If you're adventurous, you might order a carafe. Ah, water's fine. I think we'll go straight to dinner. As you wish. Although, before your main entree, we do recommend having a tossed salad. Oh, I'll go for that. But of course. Oh, oh my. Oh, yes. Oh, oh God, that is good. Oh, yes. Wait, what, what's that in your hand? <clears throat> uh, ground pepper. Oh, 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 Jesus! That's enough! That's enough! Whoa, honey, you've got to try this. 
I'll uh, have the soup. Thank you. Oh, oh, ooh! Careful, it's hot. And what would Madame like for the main course? You know, I could never stomach the thought of frog's legs, but here, stomach has nothing to do with it. I'll try them. And I'll have the lobster tail. Sixteen ounces good. A twenty ounces better. Ah, <sighs> what the hell? Twenty ounce it is. Here you go. Oh, god damn it! Oh, Jesus Christ! No, no, please! Oh, waiter, can I get some melted butter, please? But of course, here we are. Oh, oh, oh my yes. That's oh, that's much better, thank you. Oh yeah. Oh, my yes, honey. How are the frog legs? They, they, they feel like chicken. Baked potato, anyone? Uh, mashed, please. Uh, do you have risotto? <laughs> I hope you folks save room for dessert. We have cheesecake. You know what? I am full. Sweetie, split it with me. Honey, you always say the cheesecake goes straight to your butt. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're done here. And how was everything? I know you say it's not torture, but. We're ready to confess. <clears throat> we were both planning to bomb JFK Airport. Airport. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what the hell, both of them? But of course. Hello, and welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour and Segment C, our comedy comment and critique corner. My guest today is Tony Hendra, co-producer of a new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon, Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? It's now on sale wherever good albums are found. Tony, welcome. It's great to still be here. I mean that quite literally. Oh, that's good to hear, Tony. You've got a lot of great satire left in you. Uh, now, Tony... We've been listening to my take on the new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon, but now it's time to get yours. And I'd say the question on everyone's earbuds is, what the hell does this new album have to do with the National Lampoon? Well, the National Lampoon, as is probably common knowledge, was for some 20 years run into the ground and under it by a sequence of morons and criminals. And it ended up in a very bad place, putting its name on absolutely grade C straight-to-video movies and even, at one point, having a comedy cruise in the Caribbean. So when it was taken over by its current proprietors, one of their first jobs and uh, obligations they felt was to rebrand the National Lampoon or refurbish the brand, if you prefer, and try to get it back to where it was in its glory years. And the only difficulty with that was that they had no creative content providers, as we are called. And at the same time, I had approached them to revive a show which I produced in the 70s called Lemmings. And it just seemed like good timing that the two of us the National Lampoon and the Final Edition should start working together. So it's also quite logical that since the National Lampoon needs creative content to rebuild itself and creative content which is commensurate with that which we did back in the glory days 40 years ago, it also seemed natural that they would become co-producers and co-presenters with us on this album. 
So that's why it says National Lampoon presents the final editions. Are there any triggers here tonight? And it can truly be said, since I was one of the original editors of the National Lampoon, that this is material which, in my opinion, is every bit as good as the material we produced back then. I think you are right. That was our attempt, and all along the final edition, I, I've, I've joined up so that we could have that spirit. Hopefully our next album can be called The Final Edition in Conjunction with Van Wilder Presents... <laughs> Stuff that never should air. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, this is really superb. This album, Are There Any Triggers Tonight? I am very proud of it. Could you tell me uh, some of your favorites from the album? Well, yes, I have actually many favorites, but um, a couple of my favorites on the first side, which offends this small Ohio college at which we are purportedly appearing, is possibly the more genial of the three sides, as we call them, and yet it still triggers all kinds of horrible feelings on their part and and a very negative reaction, which is in itself hilarious. So here's a couple of uh, items that I particularly like from this side. One is the Bernie Sanders sex tape. Let's play it. A scandal has hit Bernie Sanders after a video emerged of Sanders more than 40 years ago starring in a pornographic movie. The 1973 one-reeler was called Vermont Me, You Vixen, billed as, quote, the film that leaves you screwed, blued, and Jude. Sanders was characteristically forthright talking to reporters about the film. I insisted my female co-stars make the same pay I did. And I made sure even the fluffer got health care. In the movie, Sanders went by the show business name Rock Hard. But see if you can spot a young Bernie Sanders finding his voice in this clip. I am so horny here in Vermont, real maple syrup no longer satisfies me. Who could that be? Hello, I have come to deliver your pizza. And although you and I have never met and perhaps have basic areas of disagreement on sex positions and doing anal, we might have common ground in our mutual horniness and our desire to reform the corporate tax system. And maybe, just maybe, we can bang. Oh, baby, if I take out my giant titties and muss your hair, do you promise never to comb it for the rest of your life? I will make and keep that promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, keep your okay. sweater on. Oh, yeah. I have come. And now I must make you come equally. Yeah. Oh, here I go. Oh. I am experiencing enormous pleasure from this encounter. Free health care. Oh, yes. <laughs> this condom was free. It is government issued. Tony, what is it that you like best about that? Is it taking down of... Uh, Bernie Sanders as a pure figure, or is it just old people having sex? Um, well, of course, he's not um, He's not old in this. This was from 40 years ago, so he would be in his 30s, and therefore presumably a rambunctious young stud, always at the ready. But what I like about it is that his, uh, his whole demeanor is, is exactly as he is now. And I believe, even back then, that Bernie Sanders would, had he done a sex tape, sound and speak exactly like this. Well, I, I consider this less satire than historical record. What is your next exactly. What is your next favorite piece? Well, my next favorite and this is obviously because I have a great deal of Irish in this in this aging frame. It's really my favorite on this side, which is Abby Parker's quite brilliant parody of Enya. I'm going to be honest with you, Tony. I think this is one of the dumber pieces on our album, and I mean that in the best of ways. It is just so I can't it's let's just play it. Celtic Winds is proud to present this St. Patrick's Day, Enya. Ooh, dear, 
singing the classic songs of Ireland, don't you know? Hear her transform songs like Danny Boy. And it's a long way to Tipperary. As well as old favorites like Old Mare's Arse. Forgive me, Father, I had a wee bit too much to drink the other night. Fiddlesticks! Away with you! Where's your sack of potatoes? And oh, foggy bum. Get your tickets today. Tony, that was that was very moving. It is moving, is it not? It's uh, some of the most beautiful Celtic music I've ever heard. It reaches me right to my fundaments. That's disgusting. And I think it's a good time to point out, like I think it was true with my choice of Shea Rectal. Our stuff, we're not preaching. Yes, we have some points to make, but we are sort of absurd and ridiculous. And I think nothing shows that better than Enya singing the Irish classics. Indeed. And uh, do you have a final piece that we can try to fit into this Well, this is self-serving in the degree that I actually wrote this piece, but I think this is one of the best pun titles I've ever come up with. It is uh, called Copophilia, and it is a trailer for a television series about a particular kind of cop. Play it. Coming this fall from all three networks, it's Copophilia, yet another searing drama about Americans' crazy, doomed, but unending love affair with cops. James Franco stars as Officer Lou Stiggy Stiglitz, yet another bipolar, sociopathic, trigger-happy, but always endearing cop who strews bullet-riddled corpses, ruined lives, and routine injustices in his wake the way a snake sheds skins, and always comes out smelling like an endearingly battered week-old rose. Hey, officer, how can I have a career in law enforcement? Get your hands on the car, you fucking dirtbag. What you got in your pocket? A fucking gun? He's got a fucking gun! No! No! Uh, you you put it there! Ah! Mommy! Mommy! Good job, Stiggy. Keep these numbers up. You'll make lieutenant. Like you say, Captain, forget the law. It's all about enforcement. Copophilia, the series that brings you the heartwarming inside story of the brave men and occasional deluded female who 24-7, 365 are ready and willing to put their lives on the line for one another. I saw you plant that gun on the kids, Diggy. I'm going to IA. Tell you how it works, Cadet Cody. One of us kills a perp, sugar. We all kill the motherfucker. Ever hear about the one rotten apple in the barrel? Yeah, and you're it. That ain't the way it is, sweetie. One good apple in the barrel spoils it for the rest of us apples. One good apple in the barrel is a fucking rat. Jesus, you just shot her in cold blood. Uh Uh-uh, motherfucker. You did. Copophilia, the show that brings you the enduring truth that any police force in any society embodies the darkest 
cruelest and stupidest prejudices that society harbors and whitewashes them so clean you love those boys and babes in blue. Excuse me, officer. Um, Can you tell me the way to the Statue of Liberty? I'm eating. Go fuck yourself. You know, you people are the same everywhere. Back home, we call you lot the filth. Get your fucking hands in the car, you limey faggot. What do you got in your pocket? Probably the gun you're about to put there. Bobby! Copophilia, yet another exciting, engrossing telenarcotic series from yet another craven network that brings you yet another flawed but lovable version of your own collective lizard brain. Cops, you gotta love them on Copophilia. Well, Tony, that was that was great. I think that uh, we've discovered some new themes. One is that we hope that the police. And Isis and Enya never hear our album. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that the, the use of triggers in this particular sketch is obviously the kind of triggers that we should really be warning people about. The 300 million triggers in this country with itchy fingers on them. So the trigger warnings seem pretty trivial compared to that. Well, yes. That may be a serious point, but satire does have a serious point. It does. Don't take us so seriously that you try to kill us. Or at least give us a trigger warning before you. Anyway, this was segment C, the comedy comment and critique corner of the final edition Radio Hour. Thank you, Jeff. Put up your pants, we're back! It's the final edition Radio Hour! Checkmate! You win again, Charlie. All right, Dad, we better get going. Charlie has school tomorrow. Okay, uh, let me get one last look at my grandson. You're a tough kid, you know that, Charlie? Remember when you were sick and, and nobody gave you a chance? They said that you were a goner, but somehow, against all medical odds, you pulled through and survived. Now look at you. You're so healthy, I hardly even recognize you anymore. From now on, if, if you ever face anything tough in life, you can say, well, this is nothing. I'm Charlie Fonzone. I, I beat cancer because I'm a tough guy like my grandpa. We'll see you next week, Dad. Goodbye, son. Goodbye, Charlie, my tough little grandson. Here's your $20, Michael. Good job today. See you next week, Mr. Fonzone. See you next week. Ah, fellas, we're getting killed out there. They're too strong. We can't beat them. What are we supposed to do? We just have to focus. Puckett, I'm sending you in. Now let's see some hustle out there. Right away, sir. Ah! There goes Puckett. Ah, come on. You call that a fair play? Come on. Donnelly, Solomon, get in there. Do a Statue of Liberty followed by a Hail Mary. We can win this one. Let's Let's go. go. Ah! Ah, come on. No way, Melton. You're too green. You are just going to have to stay in the trench. Think, goddammit. How can we win this thing? Uh, If I may, Captain. Coach, please call me Coach. That's my point, Coach. Maybe if we start treating this like a war rather than a basketball game, we wouldn't be losing so badly. Hey, I didn't leave the highest paid coaching position in the NCAA to hear some kid tell me how to run my team. But we're not a team. We're a platoon. Oh, not a team. How would your teammates like to hear that you don't consider them a team? 
That's treason, boy. I'm sorry, sir. That's not what I meant. Now here's what we do. We just have to get our groove back. We may be down, but we're not out. We've got to take care of the ball. Ball, sir? I mean each other's balls. Take care of each other's balls. Work together. Remember, there's no I in team. And most importantly, we just have to relax and just have to have fun out there. It's just a game. And at the end of the day, there's always next time. No, sir. There isn't a next time if we die. Treason! Langley, I'm putting you back in. But, sir, my entire leg was blown off. Well, walk it off, then. Come on. Let's go! Let's go! Come on! Where's your defense? Time out! Wallace, get in there! No way, sir. We don't even have guns. The only weapon you need is your mind. Can't, sir. I have family back home. Family? Family? We all have family, son. I know my methods might be unusual. I don't follow protocol or use fancy military terms. But I do know one thing. And that's how to win. You see this hand? These are five championship rings. Five times I brought a group just like yourselves. From losers to winners. It may have only been on a basketball court. But the same principles apply here. I believe in you. And the only thing stopping us from winning is you believing in yourself. All right. I'll do it. Great. And take this basketball with you. Uh, okay. Damn it. Put me in, coach. Melton, I can't. Look, you've only got one shot left before this is all over. And I'm your underdog. I think this will work goes against every coaching instinct I have. But fine, you get in there. Great. Oh, also, I have a rocket launcher. Damn, I love this game. Hey, Jerry, you hear the news? Giant pandas have been taken off the endangered species list. That's great news. I know, right? I'll get the guns. We're going on a panda bear hunt. We're, We're going, going on, on a panda, panda bear hunt. hunt. We're going to catch a rare one. We're going to catch a rare one. I'm not scared. Because pandas are in no way scary. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. Uh-oh, bamboo. Tall, wavy bamboo. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We can't go round it. We'll have to go through it. Hey, Jerry, I see one. Well, shit. You love the R-rated animation of the hit movie Sausage Party, and we, the makers of Toy Story, noticed. Announcing the latest Toy Story movie, Toy Story 8 Plus, a new kind of toy. Hey, Woody, what's wrong? I'm not feeling myself. You're not feeling Woody? Maybe you need somebody to take up the slack. If you know what I mean. Like that new toy? New toy? Where did that come from? From the nightstand by the bed. 
<laughs> I think he can fill in for you. Here he is now. Oh, 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 hey there, big fella. What do you say? Toy Story 8 Plus, a new kind of toy. You've got a friend in you. Rated R. You've got a friend in me. And now, the continuing adventures of Captain Bobo, Space Bear. When we last left our heroes, they had been captured and were being brought before Bear Sheba, Queen of the Warrior Women of Venus. And now, episode number 17, In the Lair of the White Bear. Captain Bobo, these earthquakes we observed will tear Venus apart if we don't stop them. Beersheba must be behind them. I don't want to believe it either, sir, but who else could be causing these seismic disturbances? Silence, men! I am Kali, High Priestess of Beersheba. You will address our queen when you speak. Yes, my queen, they are impudent to come here. What business have men before our proud ruler? Your Majesty, Captain Bobo is right. You must stop whatever you're doing to the planet's core, or you'll destroy it! Silence, lackey! Our queen wishes to speak to your captain, leader to leader. Beersheba has spoken. Our people are not responsible for these earthquakes. But any man who takes an audience with our queen must pay the penalty of death. Such is our law. Captain, of course Beersheba is incredibly attractive for a bear. But this is no time for romance. Archers! Take aim at the intruders! Don't fire! <gasps> Bear Sheba demands a private audience with Captain Bobo. Great! This might be our only chance, sir. Try and get more information. Oh. Oh no! It's another tremor! The planet's tearing itself apart! Um... No... Oh... Oh... They're... They're doing it, aren't they? Uh... Well, uh... We should... Go look into those earthquakes, then. Right? Yeah, that'll be a while. Can Lieutenant Horatio and High Priestess Kali find the source of these grizzly tremors? Will Captain Bobo's legendary diplomacy consummate another interplanetary union? Or will the old saying prove true that bear men are from Mars but bear women are from Venus? Find out next week on The Adventures of Captain Bobo Space Bear! Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the final edition Radio Hour. 
The voices of the final edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Link, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Ann Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jim Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Jessica Park, Roy Koshy, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2014.